chapter 7. And there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate. And they said one to another, why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city. And we shall die there. If we sit still here, we die also. Now therefore come. Let us fall into the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we shall but die. And they rose up in the twilight to go into the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. For the Lord, amen, for the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots, and the noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled. What does that mean? They ran away in the twilight and left their tents and their horses, their asses and in the camp, even as it was, and fled for their lives. And when those lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent, and they ate, and they drank. And they got the silver and gold and raiment and went and hid it, came again. Another tent, they carried thence also and went and hid it. Then they said one to another, we do not will. This day is a day of good tidings. We hold our peace. If we tarry till the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Now, therefore, come that we may go and tell the king's household. Verse 3, read it once more. And there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate, and they said one to another, why sit here until we die? And I want to preach on the top of message, nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Pastor, would you please pray? Let's pray. God, you may be seated. Amen. Again, the title of the message is Nothing to Lose. So four men in 2 Kings chapter 7, they were in a desperate situation. There was a siege against the town that they lived in called Samaria. There was no way for them to get any food from anyone that was outside. The enemies were surrounding them on the other side. They had leprosy on the inside. This was very desperate. And so they decided, well, hey, we've got nothing to lose. This situation is so bad. We can't just sit here. We are going to do something. Let's go out to the camp of the Syrians. Let's see what happens. And so when they went out there to see what happened, they were all gone. Why? God was on their side simply because they made a move. And that's exactly what God wants you to do. Don't stay in the same spiritual situation that you're in. Get up and make a move. You got nothing to lose when it comes to giving your heart to God and serving him. So we want to talk about, we want to talk about three things. Desperate, discover, and duty. 
three points to ponder. Desperate, discover, and duty. The phrase, nothing to lose, means to be in a situation that's so bad, so miserable, so desperate, that if you take an action and it doesn't work, things can't get any worse. And then she decided she had nothing to lose by taking the initiative. And so, as we said already, the siege had taken place. The enemy, the enemies, the Syrians, they were out around this town. And so they had all of these things that, were, had, that had transpired. The food supply had been cut off. Mothers had resorted to cannibalism. The king, he was blaming the prophet, the man of God, saying that this was his fault. And the man of God probably told him, just repent. Just get right with God and everything will be all right. But, hey, that's good advice for any time. That's good advice for when the man of God tells you that in your marriage, in your finances. It may not be what we want to hear, but it's the thing that we need to do, especially in a desperate situation. And so here are these men. These are heroes of our story. Four leprous men. You would never think that four leprous men would be heroes, but these men are the heroes of our story. Leprosy was a contagious disease that they would have body parts to be falling off, so they were supposed to be separate from everybody else. They were supposed to be outside of the town so that people would not touch them and get involved with them, and then they would have the same disease as well. So here these men were, excluded from society, and they had to get help from somebody else that was inside, whether it be friends or neighbors or family, that was supposed to bring them food. But as we said, the siege was there. And so the enemies on the outside, and what's the enemy trying to do in the siege? Cutting off the food supply, nothing can come in. The goal of the enemy in the siege is to get the people to surrender. And that is what the enemy of our soul wants us to do. The devil wants us to surrender. He wants us to give in to him. He wants us to give up, quit serving God. Don't give your heart to God when the altar call is made. Don't come up and pray. Just sit right there in your seat and don't say anything. It's too bad. You're too far gone. But that's what the enemy tells you. The enemy will tell you that exact same thing. He's been doing it for thousands of years, and he'll do it again today. Don't let the enemy of your soul win. As Reverend Kinson would say, don't let the devil keep you quiet when it's time to pray. Don't let him stop you from praying. You go ahead and pray anyway. Amen. The time that we don't want to pray is the time we need to pray the most. So those desperate conditions happen in our own soul. Every one of us has something that is going on within us before we come to God. We are all lost without God. We're all in that same situation. The Bible tells us all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so we all have this leprosy going on within us. We're all contagious and, and getting around other people and, and what causing other people to sin. And, and people are getting involved in things around us and telling us about it, going to the parties and, and doing various things. There are things in our lives that cause that to be there. And so, 
We have to do something. We can't stay the same. And somebody told me I needed to get saved. I decided I have to get up and do something, something about my situation. If somebody told me to pray, I said, okay, I need to pray, no matter if I want to hear it or not. I need to do something. You need to do something about your situation, wherever you are in your life with God right now. If you don't have a relationship with God, it's time to make a move and begin to build a relationship with God. Started with the word of God. Started with prayer. Started with inviting people. Started with coming to church as much as you can. Let the devil know I'm not surrendering to you. So in verse 3 of 2 Kings chapter 7, they said these words. Why sit here until we die? We have nothing to lose. If we go in the city, we die. If we stay right here, we die. If we go to the Syrians, maybe they'll make us prisoners of war. Maybe they'll feed us. No matter what it was, they made that decision to keep on going. We have nothing to lose in coming to God. The only person that loses when we come to God is the devil. The devil loses when we come to God. He loses control over us. We lose our corrupt mind. We lose a heart that's defiled. The devil is the loser when we come to God. God gains. God wins. We win. You win when you come to God. You got a father who loves you. You get the Holy Spirit when you pray and ask God to come into your life and say, fill me with the Holy Ghost. You got big brother Jesus right there to be there with you. We gain a way to get to heaven. We got a redeemer to set us free. We gain when we come to God. Discovery. And so we come to the next few verses. When the man said, the four leprous men, they said, why sit here until we die? Let's do something. And so they began to go in the twilight, the darkest part of the night. No matter what you're going through, start making a move. He said, the bank account is empty. The creditors are calling. Start making a move. You say, I'm all wrapped up in addiction. Start making a move. Do something in your life. No matter how bad it gets, no matter how dark, no matter how discouraged, start making a move. And so they began to move. And they found that the foe was scared away. During the time of Napoleon, Napoleon sent a general out to an Austrian town. And as they were out there, they surrounded the city. And they tried to make counsel with the people of the city, the leaders. And they told the leaders, if we're going to have a siege, we're going to surround your city. And you make a decision on what you want to do. And so the leaders of the city, they decided, well, 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 maybe it's the best thing just to give in to the enemy. But one man had faith in God. He said, it is Easter. It happened to be Easter that day. He said, it is Easter. Let's have church anyway. Let's still have church anyway. And so the people decided, okay, well, we'll listen to this man. We're going to have church anyway. He was the man that went up and he rung the church bell to, to let everybody know that church had started. 
And so the, as he began to ring those church bells to let people know church is starting right now, the enemy was outside of their town. The enemy thought they were ringing the bell because the army from Austria was coming their way with reinforcements. The enemy packed up and they ran away, and that town was saved. You got to have church anyway. No matter how you feel, you got to pray anyway. God will move if you pray and believe God. These, so these men, they began to move because of their faith, because they just decided to get up and go. God did something for them, and they found out that the enemy was gone. Everything they needed was in those tents. Everything they needed, the food, the silver, the drink, everything they needed. God's got provision for you if you believe. And so... We have a duty. We have a duty. The last thing that these men did, we said three points to ponder, desperate, discover, and duty. We have a duty. We have to go and share the good news of salvation. We have to go and share the good news of what we found and, and what we see that is going on, that God delivers. These men, they went out there and they found that the enemy was gone. They were going from tent to tent. They were going from place to place. Just imagine that you go out to the grocery store. You go out to Schnucks and you go out there and you see that the eggs are marked down five cents a carton. You open it up and it said, hey, everything looks good. I'm filling up the grocery cart with all of these. And then you call and say, hey, I found that there were eggs for five cents. Good luck getting some, though, because <laughs> I got them all. <laughs> but that's the exact same thing that these men did. They went from tent to tent and place to place. They found everything that they needed, and they said this, we do not well. Why? They said this is a day of good tidings. God was good to us. God delivered us. God helped us. God was there for us. We do not well to keep it to ourselves. We've got to get out there and tell other people what God has done. There are people that are wrapped up that the enemy has put them in a place where they think they cannot get free, where they think there is no deliverance, where God can't do anything. But there are people like us. That if you're a Christian, you've been set free. you got a duty to go back and tell those people, you've got the victory if you just make a move. There was a man, he had a piece of candy, he opened it up, he put it on the table, and then he grabbed an ant, and you know what ants do, he put that ant, he put it on, on that piece of candy. You think that ant tried to get that whole piece of candy and pick it up and take it for itself? No. That ant ex examined that piece of candy, and what did it do? It got down, he watched it get down off of that piece of candy, get on the table, get down there, go down that leg, and began to disappear. And that ant came back with a whole army worth of ants. Why? Because it wanted to tell the other ants, hey, I found the treasure. I found something good. You need to come on out here and go where I'm going. Come on out here and see what I found. Let's partake of it together. That's why you got to be a soul winner. God's given us something. We can learn from the ant. We can learn from these four leprous men. Let's go out there and tell other people what God has done for us. Lead them to the church house. Lead them to Jesus. Lead them to the Holy Ghost. Lead them and let them know God's done something for me. Don't hold on to all of it for yourself. 
There's too many people out there that need to know what God has done. We do not well holding this thing to ourselves. St. Louis needs to hear it. They need to hear it all over. They need to hear it in South City. They need to hear it up off of Arsenal. They need to hear it off of Chippewa. They need to hear it off of Gravois. They need to hear it on Osage. They need to hear it all over town. Everywhere you go to Walmart, let somebody hear it. Everywhere you go over to Schnucks, let somebody hear it. Everywhere you go to the gas station, let somebody know. We still got, what, about 60 days or so left on our 90-day challenge. You can get out there. If you haven't done it yet, get out there to the store and invite two people. It's easy. Just take those two cards out and go in the store and go about your business. Let somebody know it could change somebody's life. And so they need to hear. They need to know why sit here till we die. Why sit here spiritually hungry? Acts chapter 1, verse 11. There's so much for us, and there's so much for everyone else, for God to do something in our lives, for God to do something in somebody else's life. As Jesus said, why, why should we sit here? But these angels told these men, in Acts chapter 1, we want to go back just a little bit. In Acts chapter 1, Jesus had, had just risen from the dead. He showed himself alive after his passion, the Bible says, after his suffering. He's alive. He showed himself alive. He ate food in front of his disciples. He told them all the great things that were going to happen. And here they are asking him, hey, when are we going to get power? We need power. We want to take over what the, take back what the Romans stole from us. We need power. Jesus said, ye shall have power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You'll be witnesses unto me in Judea and Samaria and Jerusalem and unto the other most parts of the earth. And so Jesus began to talk to them. And then the Bible says he was walking with them. He told them a few other things. And then he ascended up to heaven. And imagine the disciples just standing there. They're watching Jesus go up. He's gone. And they're still looking at the clouds. What's going to happen now? And these angels appeared unto them. The same thing. Why sit we here till we die? They said, why are you standing here looking? Why are you standing here gazing up in the sky? Why are you looking? Why are you just standing there? Didn't Jesus tell you to get to the upper room? Didn't he tell you to go pray? Didn't he tell you to go wait for the promise of the Redeemer, the promise of the Holy Ghost? Didn't he tell you to get over there? Don't sit in the pew when it's time to pray. Don't sit in the pew when God's dealing with you about getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Don't just sit there. In Acts chapter 1, they were looking up. And in Acts chapter 2, they finally made a move. They went down to the upper room. They began to be up there and pray. 500 people were told to go up there. Only 120. That's all right. I'll go get the blessing that other people didn't want. That's all right. I'll go down there and pray, and I'll get what I need from God. I'm going to go get filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to go get what I need from God. Well, why don't you come? Don't watch other people come down here while you sit there gazing at them. Don't sit there spiritually and just let everything go to waste. You come. You pray. You get what you need from the Lord, and let God move in. In your life. I'm getting ready to close. They can come to the instruments. So the Bible says that they were up there praying in one accord. What does that mean? In one mindset. God, fill us with the Holy Ghost. 
God, we want your presence. God, we're looking for you to do something in us. God, we need the Holy Ghost baptism. Lord, we need what it is that you have for us. God, do something in our lives. God, help us. God, do something within us. They were praying in one mind, in one accord. And the Bible says that the, the, the Holy Ghost came down in that place for them. And if God could do it for them, God can do it for you. And so we've got a desperate situation. Spiritually, it's desperate. But you will, as you move, you'll discover that God is moving for you. That God wants you to move. God's going to back you up. God will be there for you. If you need to get saved, you come and get saved. If you need the Holy Ghost, you come and get filled with the Holy Ghost. And you will see, I have a duty. Once you get filled with the Spirit, I have a duty to go tell other people and let them experience what God has done in my life.